a minute. That's the time when they be given. Cinderella, Cinderella. Welcome back to Novel Ideas of the Illiterati, where this week we've exposed ourselves to five different versions of Cinderella for you. You're welcome. Cinderella. It was a Cinderella. lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, it, my God. So many stories. <laughs> yep. Um, but random, because I just did that voice, my dad used to do that all the time when I was younger, and it was great. Like, we would... Uh, when we went to Disney World when I was younger and we were in like the, the Cinderella area, he would he would like do that voice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just sort of rewatching Cinderella brought up some nice childhood memories. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to, oh, funny thing. Today, we happened to discover a random antique mall lovely place and I found a really old version of Grimm's Fairy Tales, which was cool because, oh, you know, yes. we're talking about Disney and all that. Um, so it was a really cool store. They're not hiring. I was sad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually also read the Grimm's version of Cinderella. So Ooh, really six so Cinderella six. things. Look at you one up in me. I see how it is. Um, should we <laughs> tell them? too much. Should we tell should we, should we tell our lovely listeners why we've subjected ourselves to so many different versions of Cinderella? I don't know why we did, but well. What do you okay. mean why we I did? <laughs> what do you mean why well, we did? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, technically, listeners, there was the one I knew, the older Chinese Cinderella story, where I don't want to say the name because I will butcher it. And Yen so Shen? I was aware of that one. You mean Yen, Yen Shen? Yeah. Yen Shen. There you go. Yes. I can, I, can, I, can, I can read it off for you if you, if, you're, if you feel like you can't pronounce something. Oh, I'm sorry. Pronunciation master? No, you, okay. I'm not so a pronunciation master. It's just you were like, I'm going to butcher it. It's, it's, it's just Yen Shen. And then today we find out how many octaves <laughs> Michael's voice will go up when I <laughs> insult him. So, fun day. So, Yeshan. Oh, um, wait. Shit, I fucked it up. It's Yeshan. I thought it was Yenshan. It's Yeshan. My bad. So, I already fucked uh, it listeners, up. Listeners, we have a correction to issue. Michael is not a pronunciation master. No, I wasn't even. Li- I f- I, in my head, I, I remembered it as Yenshan, but I just pulled it up, but it's Yeshan. It's okay to take Michael. It's okay. Uh, you know, I'm fine with, I'm fine with being a two take Michael. <laughs> You know, it's always um, better the second time. And yeah, so we just decided that's a short story, so we should cover some others. Different versions of Cinderella. Words. <laughs> I was like, I was like, we is this the we one that you more work than that? I was like, is this the one that we're supposed to read? Or it's only four hundred and fifty-seven words. Oh, okay. So I figured what's happening. Michael's trying to drive at the point where I misremembered which Cinderella story we were supposed to read, and there was one that's a novel from the 40s that I thought was this story, but it's not. It's a very different story. Mm -hmm. And so what? We also covered the ancient Egyptian, probably oldest version of Cinderella. Right, which is... uh, It most likely came around between 64 BC and 24 AD, but that's called Rhodopis, which is not really that Which was a really a cool, no, but I mean, it was a pretty cool story, yeah. um, different take. Mm-hmm. We'll go through and summarize these since, you know, it's a little different from what we said we'd be talking about. Yeah. And um, 
And then we covered The Glass Slipper, which is what probably most influenced Disney's ultimate version. Mm-hmm. Which was written in uh, the, the 1600s way. by Charles Perrault. So, but Perrault? yeah, go ahead. Perrault? We That's need to get a French friend on here. A Perrault! <laughs> what <do we> call <laughs> it? <laughs> no, 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 let's butcher it. They love that shit. Okay. So, oh yeah, because I started watching this thing called The Making of Cinderella, even though I was really tired of this shit. Um, I started watching that, which apparently they were drafting up different versions of Cinderella back in the 30s, so Disney was on this for a while. And actually, it looks good. It's old and looks good. Can I say that? Oh, it looks better than The Little Mermaid. Not gonna lie. Shots fire. It does. No, the animation's better. The animation is way better, and there's a couple different reasons for that, which I can get into if you're fine with that. I didn't know if you had another thing you wanted to say. No, um... My, we could summarize these stories, I guess, for our listeners. So, we're going to start off with summarizing uh, the one, I guess, we originally started off with, which is Ye, Ye Shen, the Chinese one. Ye Shen was interesting, because, you know, one, there's not a fairy godmother. Right. And she had one stepsister, not two, and then... Instead of a fairy godmother, there was just a magical fish that talked to her that her stepmother ate and cooked. Which, like, damn. Yeah, because her stepmother didn't, I guess, basically didn't want her having friends. I mean, it's, there's <laughs> not, like, I mean, really, it's like she just wanted her to, like, to be alone or something. She's, what was it? Her stepmother laughed. Your pretty fish was also a tasty fish. Um, that's how it was translated. <laughs> Hopefully it was better in Chinese. But, yeah, it was... It was interesting. And then the fish's remains turned into gold slippers? Or did, were they red slippers? Mm-hmm. Were they re- the, like the slippers are always different. Yeah, it was gold slippers in this version. I think it was, uh, I think it's the Egyptian one where it's like red rose gold or something. Um, yeah. But uh, so yeah, she, she gets these slippers. She saw, she finds a beautiful dress, then goes to this ball that is going on. And then some prince or whatever or a ki- was it a king? Uh, I'm just looking through it real quick because it's so short. You can. You're the one it. summarizing this one. Why'd you pick this one? <laughs> I was just saying, hey, let's just, I'm gonna, it, it, we've gone through. I just went through five different versions and it's hard <laughs> to keep track. No, um, you're right. I'm, I'm going to so be yeah, referencing so it's a king. So, so in this version, it's a king, it's a king that's looking at, that, that dances with her and mm-hmm. he finds her very beautiful. She runs off on her way home, which there's no like time in this. There's no time version in this. So she just runs off kind of for no reason. But she runs off, leaves her slipper, her golden slipper. The king finds it, ends up marrying Ye Shen and happily ever after. So a little bit different. There's a goldfish or there's a magic fish, gold slippers, and it's a king instead of a prince. The evil stepmother who's a piece of shit. So at the heart of the story. Yeah. So Rhodopis, um, I, okay. So I, I kind of liked it. I also kind of felt like this was a white Greek Egyptians talking about how cool they are. There's some of that in there because Rhodopis mm-hmm. is a Greek woman kidnapped by pirates and sold into slavery in Egypt. And um, she doesn't have, you know, the fairy... I mean, the evil stepmother. She doesn't have the stepsisters. It's other servant girls taunting her while apparently the guy who owns her sleeps under a tree all day and is not aware. And 
I guess I can see where the Chinese story took inspiration off of this because she also has animals for friends and instead of a fish coming onto the bank to talk to her, it's a hippo that comes up onto the bank to hang out with her. So I could see where they had that sort of influence. But the hippo does not die here. No. The hippo's okay. Well, she had what was it? Um, she had she had a lot of different animals. She had birds, a monkey, and a hippopotamus. Yeah. So it's like I think that's where Disney got a lot of the influence for animals hanging out with her. They call him the hippopotamus. His plot was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's for our good old New Zealander friends out there. Yeah, Flight of the Concords reference. Okay, sorry, sorry. Please adopt me into your country. Help me. Okay, so Rhodopis is working, not complaining, like a good woman, and she's singing and she's dancing, and the old man wakes up and sees her and he's like, wow, you're so talented, you deserve shoes. I don't know. So he gets her a special pair of slippers. And yeah, they were red rose color. And then one day she's on the bank again and she's singing a song. And a falcon comes and snatches up one of her slippers and she knows it's the god Horus, so she's chill. And she sticks her other slipper in her clothes. And then there's a pharaoh hanging out, feeling bored, is literally what they say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He'd rather be riding in the desert in his chariot, you know. And he wants a distraction and then boom, the falcon drops this gold slipper, red rose golden slipper in his lap. And he also knows it's a sign from Horus because they know they're gods. And he decides, I need to find this girl. She's going to be my queen. And then it's, you know, he finds her. Cool. And then the servant girls are like, she's not suitable. She doesn't look like us. And then there's this weird line where the pharaoh, this is how it ends. But the pharaoh said she is the most Egyptian of all, for her eyes are as green as the Nile, her hair like papyrus, and her skin as pink as the lotus flower. Yeah, that was nice. (laughs) Like, good old Horace being a, you know, a good old wingman right there. That's what a, a fucking matchmaker. I know. Why can't I have a cool Egyptian god help me find love? You have Tinder. <laughs> Not the same. The same, right? <laughs> no. Uh. We should make a Horace dating app and it just sends people each other's shoes. And if you're into the <laughs> shoes, you... <laughs> and you have to find whose foot it fits. One of these many, ma- it's one of the over a hundred thousand, hundred million different women in the United States. You don't know whose it is, but it's your tr- one true love. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Um, so do you want to cover the glass slipper? Well, the glass slipper is obviously going to be the closest to what Disney went with. You know, it's your Cinderella. That's actually her name. I did like, because like they mentioned, they called her like Cinderwench like to, to tease her in the story and they did use that in the in the live action version of Cinderella so that was a nice little nod there mm-hmm. so it's basically like you know your, your Cinderella story she stepsisters uh, her, her her father uh, married this woman and then pretty much as soon as the wedding is over her stepmother was like I'm gonna be a nasty bitch now to <laughs> Cinderella, and Cinderella is just trying to be nice and does all the chores, blah blah blah. Never be and nice. Yeah, it's the moral of the of Cinderella's. Never be nice. Nothing good happens. It's <laughs> <laughs> the true moral of the story. And so they, it's just sort of like pretty much the same thing. Ball happens. The godmother, which she knew her godmother before, and it just like I, it's a, like such a weird line. It's like her godmother. Who just, it's like, who, who's a fairy? And it's like, 
Oh, she just so happened to be a fairy. Okay, cool. This is <laughs> yeah. That's just nice. We've known this, and apparently Cinderella has known this entire fucking time that her godmother was a fairy, and just now she decides to like sort of get help from her. Cool, way to go, godmother. You just been chilling around as Cinderella's stepmom is being a nasty bitch. But anyways, a ball happens. Blah, blah, blah. You know the story. Her slipper falls off. Then they have a second ball, which is really weird to me. Yeah. It was like, why are we doing a second ball? And so... So that one and the Grimm one, it's like three... Well, there's like two nights of ball in this one, and in the Grimm version, there's three nights of a ball, which I guess that would have happened back in the day, but it's that's a lot of that's a lot of ball. A lot of ball. It's a lot of dancing. It's a lot of sweaty people and and really nice gowns. <laughs> they didn't bathe back then, so it smelled yeah, atrocious they just, by so day three. So it's just like everyone's like lighting incense everywhere and uh, per- <laughs> perfuming it up people as much as possible. People are passing out. Um, <laughs> Like, like, oh, you! I like that. Uh, that 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 perfume you're wearing today. No, that's just you know from not bathing from last night. So yeah, there's like a second ball, and then blah blah blah, glass slipper falls, and then you know she goes back to living at home. Prince runs around, finds whose foot it is, happily ever after. So yeah. There's like some slight different. There's obviously some slight differences uh, between all those, especially from the original, which is the Egyptian one. But it's, it's interesting to see how a story changes both through culture and time. I guess it, I didn't even realize how old Cinderella was. So well, it's the greatest story ever told. So we kept breathing life back into it across time. Yeah, is it though? Hey, that's just what Kurt Vonnegut said, and. His word is law. I mean... Can I say one thing, though? Back to the... Say say the say the Chinese version again. Um, uh, shit. I just blanked out. Um, <laughs> re- Yeishen. Yeishen. Okay. That one had my favorite ending because after she leaves to start her awesome new life, it just says that the, the stepmother and stepsister were killed in, like, a hailstorm. Yeah. Just randomly put in, like, hey, they sucked, so we're just going to kill them off with a storm. You're welcome. Yeah, that's some uh, some Job-type shit where God comes down and just destroys everyone. Oh, can I? Oh, and one thing I really liked in the Grimm version, which is very similar to the Glass Slipper, just told a little differently, is when they come around to test out whose foot will fit in the slipper, the first stepsister cuts off her big toe to make her foot fit and the stepmother's all like when you're a queen you won't need to walk and i'm just like really though because you still have to do some but anyway and then like the prince is like cool 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 the slipper fits and they make it down the driveway and then these birds are like you blind fool look at her foot and it's bleeding and then the second stepsister cuts a chunk of her heel off so the shoe will fit and again the prince is like this is the one and the birds have to point out again like are you blind it's a so it's an interesting telling, but I like the fact that they literally maimed their feet. The prince is just a dumb motherfucker in that version. I mean, he's just supposed to be hot and rich. That's the whole point. He is a means to her getting out of her life, yeah. I or guess. Or maybe he just has, like, a foot fetish or something. I don't know. 
Something really weird going <laughs> it's on. It's Quentin there. Tarantino as a prince. <laughs> I mean, you know, we all have our fetishes. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here to 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 foot fetish shame or any other type of fetish shame. So I got my fetishes. I'm sure y'all do too. But yeah, it's just like, it's like it's really weird because it's like, didn't you just see this girl last night? You can't remember what she looks like. like come on, man. I mean, I guess people. I never understood that either. It's like, I mean, I guess like maybe women were wearing just a shit ton of makeup that they looked different. I don't really know. Like, how the how the fuck do you not remember who you spent like an entire night with? And then, I don't know. He doesn't remember what she looks like. The point is, is how she made his dick feel. <laughs> and it was those it was those sweet, sweet, lovely feet and glass oh, and glass slippers, or a rose <laughs> colored slipper, or a gold slipper, or what was the what was the the Grimm's version? Did, was it a glass slipper? Or was it something else? I don't remember. Was it like uh? I think it was pure gold. Mm. Yeah, it was pure gold. All right, pure. That was our fucking heavy. Holy shit. Good lord, fairy godmother. Yeah. Giving her heavy... They weren't into practical storytelling, I guess, but... Alright, so, um... The movies. Mm -hmm. How'd you feel about them? Honestly, like, so the animated one, much better than I expected. Like, it's been years, so... But going back, I'm like, you know, they actually did a decent job and made it fun. And the animation is fantastic because, um, to get a little bit into the animation... They used a lot of rotoscoping, which, as Andrea knows, I'm a sucker for rotoscoping, as she was a part of a project that I was that I did in college where I used rotoscope. That he never finished? Well, no. Well, we finished the trailer. It's just the <laughs> entire short story would have taken us probably two years in order to actually get it done with our the current people that I had with me, current team. And that was basically if we were able to pretty much work on it like almost every day. So we never finished it because of that. And, th you know, everything takes money to, in order to do. So, yeah, there's, like, a lot of rotoscoping. And uh, actually, the the stepmother, like, the stepmother and the and the, and Cinderella are bo were both very prominent um, live-action actresses of the time. And what is it? I believe the stepmother is actually the same woman who plays Snow White. So, Maleficent too. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and so it's a, uh, or no, Cinderella was the same person that played Snow White, and the stepmother played Maleficent. But like it, the rotoscoping really creates like a nice fluid look, makes it feel realistic, and really at the time put thank you to the the Fleischer brothers, um, who are most known for Coco the Clown and Betty Boop. Um, they're the ones who really created rotoscoping. That's so cool. Yeah, so they're, uh, it's what makes early animation look still up to date and look fantastic and kind of, in a way, blows current animation out of the water at times. I really mm -hmm. like the effect when the pumpkin was turning into the carriage and, like, the vines were unfurling. Yeah. And turning into the wheels. Like, they just had really cool stuff like that. It was that. It was, like, it was sort of, like, walking on the vines, too, for a little bit. And then, yeah, it was... Like, that animation was great. The uh, the sequences with the mice were all fantastic. The mice mm -hmm. were given so much character and, and so much personality. And they each had their own different personalities. Well, pro probably more so the main mouse and Gus were the two that had the biggest personalities. But um, 
I, and I get why they added all the mice stuff because one, the running time was, I think a hundred and like 10 minutes, 114, somewhere around there. And if they didn't have all of that stuff, it would have been under an hour probably. <laughs> so, yeah. and also like, like you mentioned earlier, Disney had been kind of working on a Cinderella story for a long time, like starting in the, th I think it was like 1938. And then they, um, it might be actually might have been before 1938 because I know they had to stop because of World War II and Disney was going through some financial issues due to what was happening in World War II and they weren't able to really distribute to like France and uh, a lot of the other European nations that um, were watching animation at the time. So it w I I really liked the Disney animated version. Live action version, I have some gripes with because they were trying to add more stuff to it. Some of it didn't work, some of it did. And some of it they didn't, they didn't go far enough with. Like with the live action version, they were trying to make the stepmother kind of like have a reasoning for being mean, but then they didn't really go into it. It was like even at the very beginning when Helena Bona Carter is doing the narration. And when the stepmother comes in, she mentions that the stepmother is mean and she has her reasons for it. And then later on in the film, when the stepmother confronts Cinderella and breaks the slipper, she like basically all like her, her reasoning ended up just being was the fact that she was old and grumpy and Cinderella was young and that was it and it was like I thought we were gonna we were coming up with something better like there should be a reason like the reason you're unhappy is because or you're mean is because your husband died and then you married a guy for money and then he died which you didn't even really care about the guy, but he died and now you have all of his shit and you're angry. Like, there's really no fucking reason to be angry. And it was just really weird to me. And yeah. also, like, here, here's another issue I have with, like, the live action version, too, because the stepmother being, uh, she was married to a very affluent other person, apparently even from from what they sort of like mentioned was even more affluent than Cinderella's father so, and like apparently they had a bigger house and whatnot and so when he dies and they need money why the fuck do they not sell off the other estate one they never go to it they never do anything with it they could sell off that estate and be completely fine like it's the it's the it's it's yeah. really weird like they like they they tried to like add some things that just didn't fully work I, at first, I was a little annoyed they were tr they were given the prince more time, but it actually kind of it actually worked. Well, see, that's what I actually kind of liked about this one. I, again, for a live at remake of a Disney movie, I think it was better than a lot of other ones I've seen. Let's oh, not no, talk I, about I'm, Sleeping Beauty. I'm with you on that. I mean, no, sorry. Let's not talk about Beauty and the Beast because that was previously my favorite, and I don't know what the fuck that movie did, but it was garbage. So. I, yeah, I was actually okay with this. I loved the cast. Um, Kate Blanchett can be in everything. Oof, I love that woman. As far as I'm concerned. I love that woman. 
Also, it's nice to see that uh, Zaro Zoan Doxos made it out of the um, place where Daenerys left him to die in Game of Thrones <laughs> to now be a captain to the prince. So that was cool. And obviously we had, you know, two Game of Thrones people because Richard Madden was there, who is, you know, the adequate amount of handsome to play Prince Charming. So that's cool. Prince um, Kit. I don't know. I liked... Prince Kit. Okay, so what I liked. There were really kind of two big things that made me into it. Like, for one, I like that they actually fleshed out more interacting between the two characters. So it's not just like they met at a ball and were like soulmates. Like, they at least had some. Still wasn't a lot of meeting, but... They had fun together and it was not yeah. about looks. Like, it was also personality and that was nice. Yeah. Like, um, you know, she she shows empathy the first time he meets her. He's into that as well. Like, they, yeah, they have good charisma together and it's a bit more believable than just we danced and barely spoke but we're in love so you know that was cool and I also liked like the thing that's always been good to me about the story of Cinderella is it kind of goes against kind of status and the idea of people's class mattering that's what's always been good about it I mean it's still a Disney story so the reason that everyone was let into the ball is so he could find the peasant girl he was into but you know I don't know. She isn't a peasant girl she's also from like a very affluent family and that's what I didn't like about the live action was they're kind of like another rich family of the land. Yeah she's just treated like a servant you know and looks like a servant so for all intents and purposes she's a servant you know and the other thing that was really good was costuming it was just like everything Kate Blanchett wears is perfection. She's just perfection. There's I'm going to go on a little bit of a ramble because she is. But there's a a big issue I had with Beauty and the Beast that this movie kind of overcorrected, but all right, look. Corsets. We're going to talk about them because <laughs> There's a lot of dumb shit out there about corsets, and we have to clear it up. There's much more historically fashion-inclined, brilliant people that can speak about this better than me. Check out Bernadette Banner on YouTube because she is a goddess, and I love her, and she is a historical fashion nerd. Corsets aren't the enemy. Corsets can be worn very healthily. Corsets were like a bra for back then when they couldn't make a bra with less material. Corsets were always good. Tight lacing is another thing. So when Emma Watson said, I don't want to wear a corset for Beauty and the Beast, she was being stupid. But also this movie overcorrected it and tight laced an already small girl to the point where her waist was noticeably alarmingly small. And that is an issue I have. But however, that dress was magnificent. Apparently it was 12 layers of silk. There's Swarovski crystals all up in that motherfucker. So it looks like it changes color too when she moves. Like, I'm just saying if you're going to do a Disney live version of a dress that everyone hypes up about because princesses, like, do it like this one and make it look pretty dope. I don't know. Lily James looked amazing in it. The shoes were CGI, obviously, because glass slippers are not a thing that could ever function. Um, but they did look cool, I guess. So there's that. Very geometric. I like it. Yeah. I wonder what they actually yeah. use. Well, I guess you didn't really normally see her feet, so. It, yeah, I don't. They don't say. They just say that they're not real shoes, obviously. But, oh. And then, of course, my actual favorite thing about this movie and our Harry Potter connection is Helena Bonham Carter is in it as the fairy godmother. Yeah. What's up? She was great. 
She was fun. Her character was fun. She really hammed it up, which was nice. So, yeah, I like that they made it a fun sequence. I have to say the original, like, the Bippity-Boppity-Boop song is great. Like, I just, that was, like, one of the best parts of the original animated. So I understand why you don't want to just remake it exactly. But I, even though I love her, it didn't make for a better scene than that, I don't think. It didn't. I felt like they went too far with them being like pressed up against the glass and like the glass house and it was just like it almost like was slightly turning into an action sequence like an escape sequence and i was like this isn't really necessary well and also like cool you're helping her out and sending her to the ball but you've exploded this greenhouse and they're not going to notice that the next day that it's just gone i don't know because part of the greenhouse turned into the carriage cool it was was planned i don't know how i feel about the 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 guy that played like the lizard footman who's just seemed a little unnecessary just sort of it was like it was like little things like that disney does with their live action stuff just to kind of add to the runtime because they're afraid of things being yeah. too short. And it's like, the movie's an hour and 45 minutes of a short story. You just keep adding to things that aren't completely necessary for the story just to entertain, which to me is always yeah. super annoying. Like, I'm fine with being entertained as long as what is entertaining is adding to the story. I'll, first, I'll be like entertained, but then I'm like, wait, where is this going? Like, what is the point of this? And then it's it, like, that's just the way my brain works when I watch films. It, uh, I then get thrown out of the film because I'm just like, why are they doing this? I mean, it was sort of fun. I guess like the sequence where Prince Kit is getting his portrait done. And uh, oh my God, I'm blanking out on the guy who played the painter, Rob. He's a British actor. What is his name? He, he's the host for Would I Lie to You? I'm sorry, I can't help you here. I don't know. Rob. Robert Pattinson. Yes, that's it. No. <laughs> Rob Bryden. There we go. Rob Bryden. He's he's Welsh. But it was just sort of like it was just like little things like that that don't really add to the story in any sort of way. It's just there to get a slight laugh out of you, which I guess is fine. It's just. But the lizard guy. It wasn't even funny. It was just like in this weird uncanny valley of. Mm-hmm he's still enough of a lizard that he's going to eat that fly and it was just a bit jarring i mean there were there were certain things they added i was okay with like the fact that it was cinderella's dead mother's dress that she wanted to wear and then she just had the fairy godmother transform it because she wanted to still take something of her mother's to the ball like that was cute but then it was not it looked nothing like her mother's dress didn't she say she didn't it was nothing right, like that's one thing that like i really bothered me with that like, line i'm not gonna change it too right. much i'm not gonna change it too much oh no we're gonna like because i think she even like helena bonin carter's uh even mentions like she's like oh do you not want a blue and then lily james is like she says no and but then she makes it blue anyways and completely changes the dress it's a completely different style and it's it was just a weird choice of leaving that line in. You could have cut that out. And to me, I was like, oh, Fairy Gama is just going to be like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to do what I want, which, uh, hey, maybe she should because it was a fucking good looking dress. But still, she went against the wishes of her, of the person um, she was making the dress for. And I feel like that's not, that's, that's not, that's not good. That's not good designing right there, I guess. No. And 
they could have just picked, yeah, something that was more closely resembling the final product to honor that, but they didn't. And, you know, it reminds me, I don't know, this is going to be for, if anyone's listening who cares about fashion shit, I don't know, but there's another YouTuber who's from Poland, her name is Karolina Zabrowska, I hope I'm saying her name right, but she does this whole video where she's watching one of those shows where people alter, quote, their mother's old wedding dresses, and they decide between that and buying a new one, and it's just like these wonderful pieces of history totally ruined by, quote, you know, designers on the show where they fucking wreck the dress, and it's just... Damn. (laughs) I don't know, it's funny and painful, and um, I don't know, some of us like old shit, I don't know what to say, but anyway, yeah, make believable clothing alterations, I guess. Um... (laughs) I mean, does it have to be believable? It's it's magic, so. Welcome to our TED Talk. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't just know. have good fashion, um, you know. Just just have a good eye for fashion, everyone. <laughs> um. Well, no, but it's but it's important when we talk about adaptations of things. Like, I don't think people have to go to extreme ends. Like, see, the clothing in this was still cool, and they're not necessarily saying it took place in a certain setting. Mm-hmm. But then when movies are from a specific setting like you know you can watch their people are pretty pissed off at you know beauty and the beast and then little women where they literally had the actors wearing ugg boots wait really it's just shit like that that they were wearing ugg boots and they had like literally half up half down hair tied with a scrunchie greta what the fuck are they doing Greta, what are you doing greta <laughs> i don't know she's it's a better just, director yeah. than that oh. yeah goodness greta and then it's just but it, no it's interesting because then you have by contrast like lord of the rings where literally even every piece of orc armor was handmade and suggested a certain rank and family and all of that where that level of attention to detail is of course going to be noticeable yeah but don't get me s- to movies doing the bare minimum. Don't get started on Lord of the Rings because I'm kind of pissed off that they've done an updated 4K version. I haven't heard about yeah. that. Did you hear they're making a show though? A Lord of the Rings show? Yeah. Oh, I'm down. As long as it, like, if, especially if it expands on the lore and uses like, I mean, they'll never, I don't think the Tolkien family allows for the Cimmerillion to be used, but as long as they use, as long as they expand on the lore some and like, I mean, even in the book, there's, like, lore that they couldn't do in the movie because it's, it's just so much, but that's cool. I mean, I'm they allowed The Hobbit to happen, so... Well, they, they didn't, they didn't have a choice. We'll they see. didn't have a choice. I think that was... They already gave... They gave up those, that rights years ago because there was the uh, the Hobbit um, animated adaption back in the 70s, mm-hmm. late mm-hmm. 70s, I believe, which, uh, is aw- which is fantastic and a great movie. Anyways, back to Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, uh... Oh, did we get derailed? Did we get derailed? Cinderella, 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 Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, probably should have taken notes, but I'm an idiot and didn't because there was just so many different things to take notes on, and I was like, oh, I'll remember it, but then I don't. Um, I mean, honestly, it's a pretty simple story. I do want the the uh, Ye Shen adaption to happen. I want to see a fish turn into to slippers and <laughs> a talking fish that's like it, like it would be great it would be a great animated film like basically like i'm th- i'm seeing the magical fish sort of played sort of how uh um calcifer and howl's moving castle is like played like that just sort of like kind of like a snarky little character but then like does nice things as well and then 
But then I want it to be like a horror scene where the stepmother like, yeah, like puts on the coat and just goes down there with yeah, like a mallet on. and just fucking whops the fish mm-hmm. to death. Where it puts a lays down a lays down a bunch of like tarp and uh, like basically Dexter style um just Yeah, like the intro to Witch with like screeching music like when they're making the baby paste, but it's just the fish being like made into a meal. It starts off really lovely. Oh, here's a character that's that's fun with our main character having a great time. Bam, your childhood is ruined. You're welcome. You're eight years old. Welcome to real fucking life. I I want this to and happen. Fucking, she's just eating and eating, and then she's like, "You just ate your friend." And it's like the scene in Old Boy where he realizes he's been fucking mm. his daughter. Exactly, same exact thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> also, spoilers if you haven't seen the movie Old Boy. Yeah, you just ruined the entire plot. <laughs> we should put spoilers before that and be like, skip forward ten seconds. <laughs> Spoiler! Actually, you know what? Screw you guys. It's been out forever. I'm not responsible. Yeah, then Spike Lee did a shitty adaption of it. Everything's got an adaption. Yeah. I mean, it's good for us, I guess. Good for business, but... Business is a booming. <laughs> I honestly don't really have more thoughts on Cinderella. Yeah, um, it's just... Unfortunately, it is a really... It's a simple story. I will say, of so far, of the Disney adaptions that we've watched, I liked it a lot better than The Little Mermaid and ex- especially like the animated version. Like I think it holds up very well and it's... Uh, oh, can I say one thing? Mm-hmm. I was really hoping against my, you know, reasoning when this movie started that because the stepmother had this rude-ass cat, which can I also ask, why, why is it that bad people like cats? Why is that a thing that we're starting? But anyway... Yeah. Because she had the shitty cat and it kept looking at the mice like it wanted to eat them, I was hoping we'd get like a moment like the Chinese story where the cat is set upon by the stepmother to eat one of those mice. And like we'd get that sort of horrifying moment as a nod to the original story, but of course we don't because it's Disney. Well, they probably don't and even. And they want us to have no fun. They probably don't even, don't even read uh, the Egyptian version or the Chinese version. So. Only white people version matters. Well, specifically the French version, which they made nods to um, by the fact that Cinderella yeah. could speak French because her dad taught her a little bit of French. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, like I said, of adaptions, it was... If we're counting the Glass Slipper version by Charles Perrault, it was a well-done adaption. And the things they... At least the things they added for the animated version, I thought made sense. It kept it fun. It kept it light. It kept it interesting. It also really, I think, added to Cinderella being a good person because she's taking care of these mice and like befriending them, making them little clothes and naming them and, and the way she just takes care of yeah. all the animals, even the shitty cat Lucifer, which of course a shitty cat has to be named Lucifer, but... Oh, yeah. I might have to change the name. But what a dope name here. for a cat. <laughs> um, or give it a nickname. Um, <coughs> it was well done. Um, animation's fantastic. Live action, too much. It was like a little bit of overindulgence with them trying to do stuff for the story. And uh, I felt like a couple a couple shoehorned, like, slightly action sequences, which is completely unnecessary for this type of story. And I don't know. It was still fun, though. Like, it's not like it was bad. And, of course, Kate Blanchett 
fucking love her. Um, if no one's ever seen the Jim Jarmusch short with her in uh, the, the, a part of his uh, his series of vignettes called Cigarettes and Coffee, check out the one with Kate Blanchett. That one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We watched that together. That's really nice. It really shows her acting chops in that. Or watch anything she's been in. Rewatch Lord of the Rings mm. for Galadriel. She's a an amazing, I mean, beautifully cheekboned person. That's where I first saw her and fell in love with her at a young age. And uh, mm-hmm. God, that Same. woman doesn't age. Good Lord. She still looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? How well it adapted, I guess. I mean, there have been so many Cinderella movies. I guess they were trying to do a very close to the classic version. So in that regard, they did pretty well. I'm a fan of like the whimsical one with Drew Barrymore. That one's fun. This one with Drew Barrymore? A bit different. Yeah. Um, it's a little, yeah, it's an odd version. And you've got, oh God, what's her name? Uh, uh, oh no. Oh no, we're gonna have to cut this shit out. It's called Ever After. And Angelica Houston is the stepmother, which is cool. And there's a character based off Leonardo da Vinci and he creates shoes that let him walk on water at one point. It, yeah, it's got kind of a silly sort of almost Princess Bride feel to the writing, but not as good, you know, but right. still fun. I don't know. From the pictures that I'm seeing, it looks very uh, theatrical, too, like just at least in terms yeah. of costuming and the set design. It looks uh, very theatrical, and that's a very much a CGI background right there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was okay with it. They picked... I guess, I, I mean, it's, it's just Hollywood standard. They picked two very pretty people. They made a meet cute. They, yeah, I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Oh my god, Poppy keeps meowing. I'm sorry. Poppy! So cool. Uh, that was, that's Cinderella. That's Cinderella for uh, all of you folks. Um, you know, obviously I do, I mean, I still recommend the Disney Cinderella. I know uh, you were trying to say we were going to shit on Disney this month, but it's like, you know, they did a good job here, so... Um, well, yeah, give it to them. I'm mad they didn't take nod to any of the original versions. They took out, again, all of the kind of, like, darker elements. You wanted Cinderella to be a slave, and then I wanted Falcon her one of her animals to get killed. I wanted us to have real trauma. I mean, I guess her dad dies. That sucks. Yeah, her, um, her dad <laughs> and her mom dies, in the, in the, at least in the live-action <laughs> one. Yeah, that's not trauma at all. <laughs> whatever, whatever. But he, I'm just she doesn't saying. have trauma. She doesn't have trauma with um, how much she's. I wanted a stepsister her, her to cut her toe off to try to fit into the slipper. I Honestly, wanted like the gory version. Yeah, well, that's that's the there grim you go. Version. See, that's the that's a grim version, and I do agree that is fun. It's a fun like little tiny horror things like that that they could do would be fun. But you know, you'd have a bunch of. Uh, parents complaining why did you make my kids watch and also probably put it in like a pg-13 rating when they're trying to make it pg so like i want a close-up like an inglorious bastards when they're doing the swastika on their forehead i want a close-up of the flesh being cut from the heel of the stepsister mm. and then the prince being a fucking dumbass and oblivious to the whole thing Oh, that's She cool. does all of this, and then she's like, fuck, I'm stuck now. <laughs> the, yeah, but the blood, uh, the blood and the flesh has now fused with the heel, and I can't get it out. Oh, yeah, and in the grim version, the stepsisters come to the wedding, 
and then pigeons peck their eyes out and leave them blind, and that's their punishment. I'm just saying, like, some, some fun things happen in that version. What the fuck? Is this, like, some sort of, like, uh, <laughs> Prometheus shit? Like, what the fuck? What did you mean? Did you mean o- Oedipus about pecking the eyes out? Because you said Prometheus. Sorry, um... Ah, uh, shit, you're right. Yeah, my bad. Okay, okay, sorry. I was Wait, still no, saying that, like, Oedipus. we're in Prometheus. No, it is Prometheus. It is Prometheus. Because he gave, no. he gave the, he was the Greek god that gave uh, fire to the humans. Cause he but he has his humans. liver eaten out. Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant, like, you know, the basically oh, getting okay. pecked out. I didn't mean, like, eyes being pecked out. But oh, I guess honestly, I didn't even think about uh, uh, um, Oedipus um, as well. That is uh, actually another good one. Um, but I was just thinking of, like, That's a different. Person. That's a story about fucking your mom, so that's very different. <laughs> right. I was just thinking of, like, because you, you mentioned pecking, like, with a bird, and I was like, the first thing that came to my head was Prometheus, but, yeah, Oedipus works, too, for that for that statement, so. Um, actually, might have worked better. Right. No, you know, that actually kind of works better, because <laughs> it's also eyes, but, you know. You, mm-hmm. you and your, you and your whole talk wanted to talk about incest shit. This is a no. It's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Actually, um, it's any- America's thing because it's doing real well on Pornhub. So yeah, what the fuck? Um, I mean, as long as it's not real incest and it's just role play, I guess it's fine. You know, you do you. But- I mean, not to show that I grew up in the South or anything, but as far as incest is concerned, if they're not having babies, who the fuck cares? Like, just don't pop out any weird babies. But if it's two consenting adults and we're not scrambling some family DNA. So that's another thing about Cinderella. It's about an outsider coming in and stopping all that incestuous royal family blood mixing. So, cool. Good job, Cinderella. Yeah, and Fairy Godmother, because really, if it wasn't for Fairy Godmother, none of it would have happened. So, thank you, Helena Bonacarter. Once again, I congratulate that woman on everything <laughs> she has done, Bec- which is our nice little tie-in to Harry Potter, as this is our Harry Potter podcast. I already podcast. said that. Did we say that already? Oh, I said that. I know we talked about it earlier before we were we were doing this, but I don't remember us recording. You know what? When you're editing this, you'll see, and I want you to leave it in. I want you to leave it in and feel wrong. Right, I'm fine with that. I'm cool with looking like an idiot. <laughs> you know, everyone's used to that. Could be this boozy eggnog that's finally getting to me. Oof, that's some good shit and you know what listeners we're gonna sound like idiots again and again so join us again for that call us on our shit by uh you know sending us uh, an email or messaging us on instagram you know we like being berated we like being roasted we deserve it i yeah i want to read a strongly worded email about how much we suck that would fill me with joy because you still took the time to write that email to us mm-hmm. so i thank you um yeah so that's it you know stay safe read a fucking book that's all tune in with us next week all right bye bye why you little thief they're my bees give them here oh no oh and look that's my sash wearing my sash Oh, girls. That's quite a